0: And it's the ignorant, the arrogant that speak. It's those that have something to say that typically don't say anything. They sit back and they say, it's not worth it because there comes a point in time where you sit in, in your own element and say to yourself, I don't need to convince anybody of anything. The only reason I'm speaking is so that I can understand things a little bit better myself.
1: All right, so some great insight right there from Adam Walton, and that's exactly why I have him here. Uh, We are going to be talking about mindset, and this guy has bulletproof mindset, going to tell you how to control it, where you can take it, and how to avoid letting it overcome you because, man, our minds are often controlling us opposed to us controlling our minds. So you're going to help us do that. Now, he's from the Mental Mastery Alliance. He also has a podcast, uh, which is broadcasted all over the world, and I'm just going to say this right off the top. He's going to tone this down a little bit for us. Uh, he's a he's a free thinker. He's incredibly intelligent and has some amazing views. And I'm going to encourage you to check out his podcast after you listen to this one if you're looking for deeper truths. Adam, thank you so much for being on the Launchpad podcast,
0: bro. Super excited to be here. Uh, you know, it's a long time in the making, uh, and and it's hopefully it's going to be a really good one. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I know it's going to be a good one, and. The reason I'm going to have you on, I'm going to preface right now with a situation that we just went through. This is, I think, the third recording, maybe fourth, possibly fifth, uh, that we've attempted to do. And what happened with the last one is that I didn't have the sound coming through my microphone. I had it coming through my webcam. And I was pretty upset with it. The reason being, 17 years in radio, I always do my double and triple checks. And I was like, fuck. I can't believe I'm going to have to do this over again. I'm sorry. And you're like, dude, it happened for a reason. I wasn't feeling that good about the recording, et cetera, et cetera. And you pulled me right out of that toxic mindset and got me thinking about the positives. And that's what I love about you, man.
0: It's, it's important to do that sort of stuff. I mean, when you, there's a million things that we can look at, like you just said in, in your intro, you said, Um, we're controlling the mind or the mind's controlling us, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people will talk about that, but they won't question that. Who is us and who is the mindset in that scenario? I ask you, who is us and who is the mindset? If the mindset controls us or we control the mindset, where do you differentiate? Right. You know, and that one blows people away because they're like, I I never thought about it that way, right? Here's another one that screws you up. Every single person that's going to have an argument inside their heads, um, most people do. Should I buy this? Should I buy that? And it's just one of those things that takes place and we allow our mind to assume that it's what it is. right? But right. if you really sit back and if you really think about the argument that you have with yourself about absolutely anything, there's one side of you that's saying one thing and there's another side of you that's saying another thing. And the trickiest part of all this is there is a part of you observing the argument, which means and in any given scenario, in any given situation, there are three of you inside you at any time, which theoretically shatters the the illusion of the singular self. Mm-hmm. And we've heard about this absolutely everywhere too. I mean, uh, in religion, you've got the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Um, um, me, myself, and I. You've got any the the ego, um, ego, id, and and consciousness. Right. The three emblems go everywhere. You've got uh gut brain heart brain and brain brain right trust your gut go with your heart think about it mm-hmm. right all of these things are part of you they're they're aspects of who you are and when we reverse the the illusion that we are some sort of physical entity navigating through the world
1: right well i know one of my favorite sayings is you know i'm not a physical being having a spiritual experience that's right. You know, I'm a spirit having a human experience.
0: That's right.
1: Um, uh, a book I read, I think that came from intention. Uh, Wayne Dyer. Where did your Where did your mindset come from?
0: Without getting too crazy, eh? Because th- this is what happened last time. But there's, so right. there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to skip over in this, uh, and I'm just going to give sort of like the gist of it. But I go into great de- detail about this question in a lot of my episodes and a lot of that sort of stuff. So right, thank uh, you. For this audience. What uh, the truth is, it stemmed from um, anxiety and depression. I, I, I had gone through life uh, doing everything I was supposed to do, um, you know, house, white picket fence, yada yada yada, uh, good job, all that sort of stuff, and and I was absolutely miserable. And the truth is, it 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 was around that time I started noticing subtle things when I was younger. Like I always kind of noticed subtle things. I was never an individual who fit in as it were, and nor did I ever really want to. So when you, when you spend enough time quietly asking yourself questions about the way things are and the way things are perceived, and you, you know, also have depression. And when you're, when I was a, was a kid, they were like ADHD and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you ask these questions and, and, and when you do have the, the ability to ask these questions on a regular basis to yourself, you get through things. And, and at the root of it all, The truth is, I wanted to mentally shake my anxiety, suffering from anxiety and suffering from depression. Um, And that is the root of what was going on inside my head. And that was the root of the challenge because we believe things to be truth. We believe things to be the way they are. Like when you listen to your parents talk, you're like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, well, that's got to be the way it is. But the older you get with your parents, you're like, you realize that they're just. Adults, they're just other people trying to figure their shit out. They're trying, to get, they're trying to get through life and they're not, their word isn't gold. Their word isn't, isn't solid. And when you make that realization as a, as a younger individual, you, you ask yourself even more questions and then it becomes, well, if they're flawed, if they can be flawed in a lot of ways, then the information that they handed me was basically their own limitation. Mm-hmm. And based on their limitations, I fell into a category of other limitations. Like back in the day, way back in the day, a carpenter grew up, our carpenter's son grew up to be a carpenter. That's just the way it was. Um, and now, you know, there was the schooling and the this and the that. And we can go on and do whatever we want, but there's a lot of confusion involved in that because now nobody knows what to do and nobody knows who to follow or who to trust, right? And then when you think about that and you think about absolutely everything that's inside your head, you think about things like the stories that we've been told throughout the, the entirety of, of our own existence.
1: Mm-hmm. But do you think that we're breaking out of that though? And I think it's happening Uh, A lot, like in regards to social media, there's so many people that are following false idols right now. Uh, People are so hungry for something different. Also escapism. People are so wanting to escape. And I think that makes for a good segue in regards to the pandemic landscape that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are just waking up in the morning and they're wanting to put the blanket right back over their head. Mm -hmm. Now with your expertise in mindset for the person that's waking up in the morning and they're feeling like, I don't want to do another day. Maybe give them one simple practice that they can use to overcome that voice in their head. That's telling them that they just can't do it.
0: Do it. Um, It's, it's, it's really that simple. And I know this feeling. Oh, so well. When you're laying there and you're like, why am I even doing this? What's going on? This is a, this is a huge moment in time where we, quote, unquote, lack purpose. And we, don't, we can't see the end line, so we don't even want to start. We can't see the finishing line. We can't see any of this sort of stuff. So we have a really hard time getting started. And every single day and every single task that we do is a chore. But if you're laying in bed and you just want to pull your covers over your head, honestly, the easiest way to get out of that is to swing around, put your feet on the ground, mm-hmm. and move. Right. It's, it's, it's extremely simple. And then you'll say something like, well, how, you know, what about the next day, the next step, the next step. And honestly go right into it. Right. Because right now this, this lack of, of purpose is, is killing a lot of people. Um, it, it's a mindset. It's, it just, it's a mindset, you know, boggler for sure. Uh, and, and purpose, purpose is the main reason we exist and we need to exist to figure out sort of who we are, where we are, what we're doing. The narrative itself is collapsing around us. Like there's so many people like, you know, the the old narrative, get a job, you know, go to school, get a job, all that sort of stuff. Uh, And now it's like, you can't have a job. You can't go to work. Uh, The idea of going to work, especially in Canada, Australia, and a few places, it's it's not safe. So now you have to figure out what you want to do. So that, that whole, that old question, when we were kids, um, if money were no object, what would you do? Mm -hmm. You know, we're in a position right now where you have to do it. And, and we have this this beautiful array of things like the technology I'm talking to you on right now, the, the videos that we're doing, there's a lot of people out there that have a laptop and have access to the internet and have access to that sort of stuff. They can get in there and they can just sort of think about what they want. Do you want to trade? Do you want to learn how to do crypto? Do you want to uh, learn how to literally do anything? Do you want to learn how to build something? Do you want to learn how to be a carpenter? Do you want to learn anything like that? You just open up a YouTube video. Right. But we're so ingrained in in the society that's handed us this anxiety, this depression, this you know, go to work nine to five, uh, drink a case of beer, a box of wine, whatever it is on the weekend, uh, mm-hmm. do recreational drugs, uh, don't pay attention to it, uh, enjoy your uh, leisure mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and break off. Remember too, society is built on nine to five, five days a week, right? And humanity is not. There's something called the compound effect, another book written by Darren J. Hardy, a phenomenal book. The compound effect speaks of moving forward and, and, and it's 100% the truth. So think about your average work week, for somebody who's going to work. The average work week for somebody going to work is uh, Monday to Friday. So Monday you roll in and you're like, oh, the weekend, I don't want to be at work, right? And then that's, so that day is kind of like you working half-assed. Tuesday, Wednesday, you're in the swing of things. Thursday, your energy goes back because you're excited that tomorrow's Friday. Friday, you at best work a half day because you've already clocked out at noon and you're ready for the weekend again. So when you're working for the weekend, you're completely setting yourself back this whole nine to five business or even shift work business. thats not nine to five, but it's Monday to Friday, whatever that sort of stuff. You're not allowing yourself to, to really accelerate. Okay. To add to that, a, a quick fix for that is to, instead of using the joys that they they've handed us, like the simple things, the distractions, don't log into Netflix, log into YouTube and figure out something like, I really want to know how to play the piano.
1: Yeah. You can
0: teach yourself that. Right. And then how is that going to do anything for me? Well, I don't know how playing the piano is going to do anything for you. But once you've learned that skill, learn another one. It gives you a
1: little bit of purpose, something to look forward to. So at the end of the day, the advice is to just get up, put your feet on the ground, just get moving. Yeah. I would always strongly suggest gratitude. Gratitude is so powerful. Uh, Being grateful for the things that you have, uh, no matter how ridiculous. The first time that we spoke, talking about being grateful to pay your bills. I remember reading that in a book with uh, Louise Hay. God rest her soul. She's so fantastic. Um, and not just giving gratitude, but at the same time, um, paying it forward, doing something kind for somebody else, no matter how crummy that you're feeling is something that can most definitely override whatever it is that's keeping you stuck Yeah, because you feel great about it. The person that you're presenting that kindness feels great about it. And then, I mean, that feeling that you get right there when it all culminates. And it's amazing that we stop ourselves from doing it. It's like going to the gym. You know, if you go to the gym, you're going to feel better. I've gone through this myself. If I just go to the gym, I'll feel better. I know I'm going to feel better. And yet the thing I have a difficulty doing when I'm not feeling good is going to the gym. So rule number one, just do it.
0: Put your feet on the ground. And here's the the interesting thing about that too. We talk about life. We talk about the human experience, right? If everything was super easy, how bored would we be, right? So here's the real rub. When you understand that it's not up to you to want to go to the gym, and it's totally irrelevant, actually, The life is lived in the moments where you're fighting yourself to go to the gym. That's the purpose of life, to overcome something you don't want to do, to overcome your own challenge, to overcome your own depth. And when you say things like people don't want to help other people, it's true. Because the whole world, no matter what we watch on television, people don't realize just how how deeply programmed we are. And it comes from television programming. We're programmed through television. And it's all the simple things. Like, you know, we all watch our law and orders. We all watch the, all these things. We're like, "Well, oh, I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to go out in a dark alley because there's somebody lurking, right? We all believe the stuff that we see on TV. We believe the news. We believe this. We believe that. So so we limit ourselves. We believe that if we're too kind, people will take advantage of us, right? And and so there are things that we don't do.
1: Mm-hmm. I, if I can but, just jump in. I see that a lot with relationships.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I say, well, yeah, I'm not going
1: to do that again. I'm not going to give my heart like that again. And uh, sorry, <laughs> just a, uh, a words of wisdom that I used to do on the radio and it just fits really well with what you're saying is we tend to present ourselves as a full puzzle to people early on. Mm-hmm. And then we we recognize that there's certain things we do or there's certain things that we say and people don't react well to them. And sometimes we just pull that little piece out of the puzzle. And then when you take a look down you know, you're many years down the road, it's this fragmented puzzle. You can't even tell what the image was anymore, but this is what you're presenting to people all the time. And if you're not able to keep that puzzle together and just live your truth, you're always showing people a false rep- representation of who, who you are. So then, mm-hmm. when you do necessarily, let's say you do meet that person and you're jiving and you get comfortable, and then maybe you slowly start putting those pieces of the puzzle back into frame the person that thought you were one way is now uncomfortable with who you are because you spent so much time hiding and and putting away the pieces of the puzzle.
0: Well, the the real joy of life again in this moment is the fact that it's not about them. It's always been about you and the quote unquote pieces of puzzle that you're talking about with regards to who you're allowing yourself to show yourself to and who, who, who can see you is kind of irrelevant as well, because what you're actually doing is hiding yourself from yourself. And when you don't know who you are, you're going to attract somebody who you think you are. And if you're going to start moving pieces of the puzzle around inside you, you're going to, you're going to do and be and try to be who you think they need you to be. Uh And you're never going to be yourself. And when you do that, you realize that there are certain people out there that you're naturally drawn to in the sense. Uh, And it's not a battle of, will they like me? It's a battle of, can I be myself? So the more you, you know, the more you date the same person with a different face, the more you do this, the more you do that, the more you understand a little bit more about yourself the more you can be a little bit better to yourself and the more you can offer yourself, your true self, a little bit more to other people. So instead of trying to be like, I need to be who this person needs me to be, you just literally need to be yourself at all times. And in the process of quote unquote, being yourself, you get the opportunity to figure out who you are what you like, what you don't like, what you, what you truly like and don't like. And then when you can be open with yourself, those who need to find you will. And those who are supposed to be in your life will. But remember, every single time you're projecting a facade, the facade is what you're going to receive. So no matter who you think you are, no matter who you're projecting out into the world and the person that you think you want to be out in the world, that's exactly who you're going to find.
1: Yeah, that's a very important point. And that deals a lot with manifestation, good or bad. Whatever you put out there is what you're going to receive. So let's speak on that a little bit. Manifesting the things that you want in life. For me personally, you know, every night, before I go to bed, I have a mantra that I say. And then during the day, if I have some spare time, I'm usually thinking about things that I'd like to achieve. Now, there's some people that speak of it like it's already there. For instance, you want to have money come into abundance. That would obviously be (laughs) a lot of people to where they speak as if they already have money. You act in which you already have money. Uh, Some will say that the deeper that you get into the manifestation, like visualization, it's not just wanting the car. It's thinking about being in the car. What music is playing in the car? Where are you driving this car? How do you go about your manifestations?
0: Um, I don't manifest in that sense. Um, For me, I think I've decided to be happy with what I have. And that changed, uh, changed the game a lot for me. So like I'm not manifesting as in like I need a BMW, I need this, I need material. Mm-hmm. I truly decided I didn't need material. Now, again, we talk about that as I'm talking to you in quite the setup here, which is materialistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed this. I right. needed the cameras. I needed the stuff that I was doing. I needed the gear to, to launch the podcast to get my message okay. out. And so I worked towards acquiring the things that I needed to make my job better.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's rooted in gratitude as well.
0: 100%. So everything yeah. that I'm doing is, is here's the weird thing. It's selfishly for everybody else. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's one that, that blows people away. So do I manifest cars? No. Um, do I manifest things? No. I manifest opportunities. Mm-hmm. And how do you uh, do
1: that? How do you do the manifestation? There must be something. Consistency and the work that you put in yeah.
0: Well, yeah, 100%. Just be consistent, right? And Mm -hmm. if you're consistently going in the wrong direction, you're going to learn real quick to change course. If you're consistently going in the right direction, good things will keep happening. So um, the idea to, again, go back to giving, giving more of yourself. uh, uh, The Jim, not Jim Rome. Maybe it was Jim Rome, but uh, Jim Rome, Dale Carnegie. um, Help enough people achieve their dreams and your dreams in turn will come true. That's wrong. massive thing for me. And this isn't for everybody, right? Right. But there's a lot of people out there that are totally depressed and totally miserable. And in being totally miserable, they shit on other people. And they don't understand why people don't like them or that their, their lives are complicated because everything is reacting to you. So manifestation is super simple. If you guys want to talk about manifestation, your life right now, everything that's around you and everything that you have is a direct reflection of how you choose to view yourself and how you choose to manifest. If you say that's not for me, I'm not good enough for that. I can't get that. What do you think is going to happen? But if you say, you know what, I, I fucking want this. I really want this. Whether it's the car, whether it's the the opportunities, whether it's this, that, and the other thing, if you really want it, if you truly, truly, really want it, and you truly, truly, really believe that you deserve it, you're gonna take the steps. You're not gonna go to a dealership with no money in your pocket and be like, give me that car. Ha ha, back Right. You're gonna figure out how you need what you need to do to become the person that manifested that sort of stuff. Manifestation is super easy too. People think that it's not. Like you can take an idea in your brain and put it out there. Amazon is a perfect example of that. Physical manifestation, you see something on Amazon, you're like, I really like that. I want it. You press the button. It's at your house within 24 hours. Like that, you just manifested that item, whatever it was. It, from thin air. At, at like two days ago, you didn't even know it existed, but you saw it right. on Amazon and you want yeah, sure. it. Sure. That's manifestation at its core. And, and people are like, well, that's different. What if you don't have any money? Well, then first you have to manifest the money. And what if right. you don't have the ability to make money? Well, first you have to manifest the ability to make money. First you have to manifest the idea. First, you have to manifest who you are. First, you have to manifest first, first, first. And here's the most beautiful thing in the entire world. To everyone that says, I can't do it because, right? You're literally giving yourself a blueprint to how to do it. I can't do it because I don't have this. Well, get that. Okay, so to get that, I need to do this. Okay, so do that. And if you write all that down all the way back to the beginning, now you're sitting where you are with a blueprint of how to get right up to where
1: you want to be. It's so interesting that you say that, you know, (laughs) in regards to manifestation you know, well, I don't have it, or I can't get that. Well, that's the thing you have to manifest. So the answer is always manifestation. I love it. And in regards to, you know, having a blueprint where to where you've done something, you've achieved something, and being able to replicate that is the importance of reading. I think it's or watching videos, but learning from people that have already acquired the things that you want. Robin Sharma is one of my favorite authors, and he's a Canadian guy. He wrote The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, uh, The Greatness Guide, and one of the things he speaks of, and I believe it's a chapter of his book, but having coffee with Gandhi. Mm -hmm. I believe. (laughs) And if I'm wrong, oh well. (laughs) but he speaks of being able to sit down with anybody in the world that has achieved something that you admire or something that potentially that you want to achieve through the reading of a book. They tell you how they got there. They've put in their 10,000 hours plus to be an expert in whatever it is that they've done. These are people that the world has revered. And if you want the knowledge, it's in a book, it's online, it's in a video. And instead of, Spending that time catching up on The Walking Dead or Games of Thrones or Breaking Bad, which is my personal fave. It's not to say that I haven't done it, to take just a percentage of that time, not saying that you have to flip it on its head, but maybe take 20% of that time that you're not spending in books that you'd otherwise be spending other places. All that to say is that you need to put time and intention into the things that you want. That's right. Including the manifestation.
0: And this world has been, has been trained to want it now instantly. And if they don't get it, they get depressed. It's mm-hmm. the truth. So, you know, the funny thing too, is people don't even realize what they want, right? Everything that you want, somebody showed to you, you saw, you never just woke up one day, you know, what would be great. right? And even the things that you could say, you know, it would be great. Right. Here's the, here's the, here's a fun thing. There's nothing that exists that you could fabricate and decide that you want. Just like you can't invent a new number. They've all been invented. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting fact. So think about all the stuff that you're trying to manifest. Let's go back to the car. You're manifesting a BMW. Oh yeah. Or whatever it is, right? Nice leather seats. Yes. Or power.
1: Yeah. And so why are for you
0: manifesting sure. that? Why are you manifesting that? Here's, here's, the, here's the real rub. Yeah. I'm manifesting that because I want people to see me in a BMW. I'm manifesting that because I saw a BMW on TV. I'm manifesting that because it's better than what I've got right now. Right? But if you look at what you got right now, you're driving around a, you know, a, a 2019 Toyota Corolla. And there's a ton of people out there driving around a 1999 Toyota Corolla going, I'd kill for that car. Mm-hmm. Right? So our position is based on, again, on our manifestations and our ability to understand and comprehend. And every single thing that you want has been shown to you. Mm -hmm. therefore if everything that you've ever wanted in this entire world has been shown to you, somebody has got it. So if there's ever been any point in any time that you could ever want anything ever go and get it, go and get it. And don't go and get it. Like he's got a million dollars. I'm just going to move into his house because who cares? Who cares about a million dollars? You manifest a million dollars. I'll tell you this, every single person, or you can even look at sports players. The majority of sports players made all that money and they're all broke. A lot of them, the older Mm -hmm. guys, right? Money is irrelevant. Money is absolutely relevant. I could give you a million dollars today and nine out of the 10 people would blow it and be broke or yeah. it would actually be worse off. The majority of the majority of lottery winners are worse off than they were before they started because they quit their job. They alienated their friends. They got arrogant. They got this, they got that. Their friends got pissed off at them because they didn't share,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So when you're instantly handed money, right? It's not good. It's not good. So now you've got, so say you win $10 million. You go out and you buy yourself a brand new house, brand new car, brand new this, brand new that. You got all this money. You're happy. The tax man comes, collects the whole nine yards. You, don't, you didn't pay your house off though, right? You didn't buy it in full, you mortgaged it. And now you've got a mortgage payment and you quit your job because you made $10 million. And now you've got nothing, you've got you've got this house that is now racking up massive amounts of debt. You've got no consistent income to come in, right? And that's, that's the biggest thing. You take any millionaire, anyone that's earned a, from a dollar to a million dollars, you take any one of them, you strip them of everything except a pair of pants and a shirt, you drop them into a foreign place, they could do it again.
1: Right, mindset. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they know what it takes.
0: Absolutely got nothing to do with the thing. Who cares about the BMW, right? And when you start on that journey, you can start manifesting these things. And then you start having respect for yourself based on the efforts that you put in on the things that you want to do. What we need to do as a collective is appreciate the journey on acquiring the thing that we want. Because it's the journey, that's the life. It's not having the thing. It's not being the thing. It's not being the Mm -hmm. it's, It's becoming the person who acquired the thing.
1: And it's also that blueprint that you speak of. Right? How to acquire things. If you keep on applying those same practices, you will keep on acquiring those things uh, that you want. And I also believe a lot of people interfere with their manifestations. A lot of things need to be aligned. You can't be a shitty person and be trying to manifest at the same time. And I find one of the things that interferes the most uh, would be not being able to show gratitude towards others and the appreciation towards others and the things that they're able to acquire. Give you an example, driving down the street, seeing somebody in a nice car, maybe making an off color comment. Oh, like, you know, a young guy in a car, like maybe that's his daddy's car or somebody is in a, a big house and like, oh, that house is too big, what a waste of, opposed to like, wow, I think that's really amazing that that person was able to go out there and accomplish A, B, C, D and being able to manifest through that way as well, opposed to like throwing on the hate like so many of us do because somebody else has something that we don't have. I think, well, I know that just diminishes the potential of you ever being able to have whatever it is that you're looking at (laughs) that you want.
0: Yeah, and you, you said earlier about the pieces of the puzzle, that, that your personal puzzle, right? When you're, when you're people that don't want to show gratitude because they don't want to be taken advantage of, here's the cool thing. If you're forever showing gratitude, right? And people are taking advantage of you, you now have the opportunity to get rid of them. So anyone that's going to take advantage of you for being a gracious and kind person, they can leave. They don't mm-hmm. need to be a part of your life. You can just get rid of them, right? And you can go on your life being completely kind and gracious to so many people. And every single one that, you get a bad vibe from, or changes, you get rid of them. They don't need to stay in your life. Right. And when you do that, you're gonna collect four or five people who are fantastic, who are phenomenal. And one, one of the iterations of this podcast, we also talk, we talked about introvert, extrovert, energy, energy givers and energy takers. A lot of the world gets its energy from other people, but there are a collective of people that get their energy from nature and solitude and self. So when you, if you're the kind of person that goes out and you can go out, but when you go out, you know, a couple of days afterwards, you gotta really be by yourself and really recharge. Remember that you're out there and you're filling the room with, with, with the energy that the people are taking from you. The lower vibrational people will be taking from you. Again, we can get into 3D and 5D later, but that's not for now. But when you are introverted or what have you, as the term goes, and you decide that you're going to stay inside and charge up, you know, you're giving to yourself from the universe. The universe is giving to you. The trees, the nature, the ground, grounding, st- sun gazing, all of these things are amazing. And when you find in your journey, other people that are much like you, then you have this opportunity to give to them. You give your energy freely and they give back to you. And the two of you just cycle back and forth and you're just filling each other up as you're hanging out with them, as you're associating. Now you got to go through a lot of bad apples to get to those places. That doesn't mean that those people that are taking your energy are bad people. There is no good or evil. There's only perspective.
1: You can learn from everybody that's
0: around you. Exactly. And you can course correct on every step of the way, every single step that you're taking, every single thing that you're doing. You can change. It's all the quote unquote negative, or as we perceive it to be negative, that's all happening. So you can be like, nope, not for me. And you can course correct. And once you start eliminating all of these things that were distracting you or things that weren't making you happy, you can start applying the things that are making you happy.
1: So this segues nicely into building one circle and how important it is to identify the people that are toxic, because they're the ones that stop you from growing. Now, you and I, are a phenomenal example of how this works. Randy Spencer, legendary two-time Absolutely. Grey Cup champion. He's a mutual friend of ours. And I have a great amount of respect for him. I, he's obviously a, a champion. And that comes with a champion mindset. And that's what you're all about. And because I have a person like Randy in my life, it connects me with people like you. And here we are now, Perfect strangers that have built a relationship over the last few months where I consider you to be, you know, you're in my elite circle of free thinking, achieving, mindset loving son of a guns. That's us. That's us. So how do we attract more of those people?
0: By being consistent. Right. So prime example, how I know who you are is because you were stuck in Edmonton. And Randy hooked you up with a car because rental fees were astronomical.
1: Can I just preface this quickly? Because a lot of people aren't going to know what he's talking about or what you're talking about. I went to Alberta. I am from Ottawa, Ontario. And what happened is that the car rates were $300 a day. My plans to be in Alberta were basically going to be blown or I was going to spend about $2,400 on a car. I call Randy, who is in Edmonton. And I was in Calgary and I was supposed to have a rental car in Calgary. It did not happen. Now I did have a four and a half hours difference, four and a half hours difference. So my whole trip was kind of foobarred. I call Randy and I'm like, dude, can you help me out? You said you had an extra car. May I use it? He said, no problem. So I was able to get that drive to Edmonton. So I stay there for a night. I'm getting ready to leave in the morning. And this car is like a real junker, but I'm just, I'm grateful that I just have four wheels and some gas in the tank. Well, I'm leaving in the morning. Randy takes me out to his van, which is his family van. He has three kids and a wife. He coaches football five days a week. Lord knows everything else. And he gives me his van to use for eight days as I travel around Alberta. That was Absolutely incredible. So, I just want to give Randy some extra love for that and just give people an idea of exactly how much this gentleman gave up for another friend so I could enjoy my trip in Alberta.
0: And continuing with the Randy plug, he is the boss father on Instagram. And if you like cooking and eating, oh my God, you can't scroll through that profile if you're hungry. I'll tell you that much. But so now, now with that story being told, I'm glad that you did preface that because it it goes to show that Randy's overt generosity, which was quote, unquote, unnecessary, right. right? Overt generosity caused you to be overtly generous and make this massive post all over uh, Facebook. So Randy's generosity caused you to be super generous. I took note of your generosity and your kindness of your words towards him. And you and I connected on that sense. And not only that, but on that post that you, you put up there, you sparked a conversation thread of about 120 to 200 interactions. So that one act of kindness that Randy put out there rippled out into the ethos and in the universe, into a massive extent that's still paying off right now. Uh You and I are sitting here months later talking about Randy. Also, we are good friends. And also if you know, there's other things on the horizon that are going to introduce you to a different circle of my friends and me to yours and that sort of thing, which means that if you're constantly on the right path and if you're constantly on the right journey, if you're constantly putting your foot forward with purpose and intention and purity and kindness in your heart, the only thing that can come back to you is purpose and intention, kindness, and purity. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, it's a perfect, it's the it's the best example. I mean, Randy Spencer, you should literally be on this episode right now. But that is the truth, you know, and 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 there we are. We're gonna tell you about it. You can you can tune in, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a waterfall of wow. I, I called my words of wisdom wows. Mm-hmm. And those were a minute and a half to two minute segments that I did on the radio, which was all about kindness, caring, compassion, perspective, simple things like how important it is to smile. Right. The ripple effect of a smile, someone just having a bad day and giving them a smile and not expecting anything back. Doing these things for you, right? It's With fun. a ripple effect that it might impact somebody else in a positive manner. To where they'll do it for someone else, basically buying that coffee for the car behind you in the drive-through.
0: Oh yeah, and letting yourself loose is a huge one. One of the things that I used to love doing, um, I still do. If I'm on the car and and you know everybody, if you look around the traffic, there used to be you know people used to have their windows open, but they're they're never really open. There's no everyone's got the air conditioning on, they got the heaters on. Nobody's really right. got their windows open. Nobody's really embracing the environment. But if a really fun song comes on the radio, I will scream it at the top of my lungs out of my car. And I will look at people as they're driving past me. I'll point at them and I'll sing at them. And everyone just starts laughing because who is this crazy son of a bitch that's out there having the time? Yeah, the the Mick Foley. Bang, bang. Bang, Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Yeah. Right? Who is no. this guy? And it's it's ludicrous to look at this. And then the person will just get this joy. They're like, this guy's loud and obnoxious, but it's hilarious. He's singing Queen at the top of his lungs at 1130 in the morning when everybody's just miserable. And this guy's over here shaking, shaking the car, doing whatever he's mm. going to do. Right. I'm a bigger guy. I can shake any car. It's good. Time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it really says something in regards to not worrying about being judged, dancing like nobody's looking. Yeah. And at the same time, to not pass judgment on others, and I'll give you the best example that I can think of, and it would be giving money to a homeless person. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a time where I would say, I'm not going to give money to this homeless person because he's going to use it on booze, or he's going to buy drugs, or he's going to do whatever right? Like putting myself into this God complex to where like, I can give it and I can take it away. And as I got older and I got into personal development and mindset, taking that judgment out of the equation and giving just because number one, it's a beautiful act to give. And then number two, I don't care what this gentleman uses it for. As long as it brings him some joy, it brings him some comfort.
0: Twenty bucks ain't gonna turn a homeless guy into into um, uh, somebody who's got a full time job in a three bedroom house, right? So you're on a trajectory, you're on a path, whatever it is you, you're doing, do it. Am I going to enable you? No. Am I going to pass by you at any given time and be like, here you go, right? And who are we to say that this guy's not going to do it? It doesn't matter if he does or he doesn't, really. Mm-hmm. And one of the things too, with regards to quote unquote the homeless, is I've done a lot of work in um, shelters and in kitchens because mm-hmm. one of the things too, when we talk about giving. When you're feeling really down and low on yourself, go give, go be something else. Go get a perspective shift. You're sitting there, you know, in your, in your 2004 BMW, really pissed off that you can't afford the new BMW, whatever it is. go to a homeless shelter, right? right? Go, go, go get some goddamn perspective. Yeah. And I went in there and I, and I worked with a lot of people and I'll tell you, I did, you know, we had to be there like basically at five 45 in the morning to beat the rush. And what you get is yes, you have people, uh, in the homeless shelters that are, um, they're very trained on who's open at what time for what food. Right. So they, they get there and they take advantage of the free food. They don't take advantage of, they eat a meal right? right. and they live the life that they want to live, which is on the streets with their friends, pack of cigarettes, you know, whatever it is. And there are the people that are, um, defeated. There are the people that right now are, they're not in the, they're not in, they're not staying in the shelters, but they're, They're staying in the halfway houses. You know, these are some people that were hooked on drugs before that are trying to get their, trying to get their life back together. Um, And there are people that are on the way down the other way. They're passing through the halfway houses to homelessness because they can't get their life together. And then there are people who, and this was, and this is what blew me away. The majority of the people in the homeless shelters, right? When you think homeless shelter, when you think of this, you think of uh, just a whole bunch of people that, you know, could use a shower and I would say for every one of those, there were 10 of these people and this people, this person was the Canadian family living in Canada, living in a spot where they can either pay their bills or they can put food on the table. Dad, and you could see it in his eyes. Dad would come in with the kids at the beginning of school and we would, we'd have these packed lunches so that, so that we would give out lunches to uh, the parents that were going to work, the kids that were going to school. And you hand out these lunches, you hand out this stuff. And, and this was the most beautiful thing in the world because you could see the dad had just paid his bills. He's in his suit and he's passing through to grab a meal because that was the sacrifice that he chose to make for what he was doing. Mm. And this was, and that could be the dad, that could be the mom. But for the most part, I just saw the dads coming through. Yeah. And, and this, this was the majority of the users of the, 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 the kitchen of, the, of the, the shelter.
1: Right. That's the right? power of perspective right there, brother.
0: A hundred percent. Right. So every single time that, you know, you talk about mindset, you talk about what people are saying, thinking, doing, if you're going to get out there and shit on somebody because they've got a nicer car than you, then understand this too, that there isn't a single person on this planet that's doing better than you that will ever shit on you. Right. So if you're out there shitting on other people and you're wondering why things aren't happening for you, it's because you're shitting on yourself.
1: Right. And that kind of speaks to the house example of driving by nice things that other people have and being like, oh, absolutely.
0: Right? detracting and then, you know from it there's there's probably there, there's possibility of an audience member of yours going who is this guy what the fuck does he know like how, why am i supposed to listen to him you're, you're better than to they are you're, <laughs> not <supposed to> <laughs> you're yeah. better than they are
1: already I you am know not. you could say it, it's as simple as the fact that if you're watching this right now on your smart device like life's pretty good for you yes. <laughs> you know yeah. you know you're you're probably yeah. watching this on you know a, a nice phone you know that probably has like a monthly plan that's probably a little bit too expensive to pay, and you have Wi-Fi in your house, and you're likely doing it underneath a roof that has heat. Like you're you're fortunate and to yeah. be grateful for that. I just read a story a couple of days ago, and I actually saw this on TikTok because I have a TikTok account by the way at J Man Is Alive. Check it out where I put short clips. You'll be up there. And mm-hmm. it was this gentleman that's actually from Ottawa talking about a man that died on the street from exposure Mm -hmm. and we live in a city this is ottawa ontario and he put it in a way that really just shook me at the core he says this man died on the street around a whole bunch of buildings that have heat yeah can you imagine everything around this gentleman is a shelter that has heat, that has electricity, and he just froze to death on the street. When you're having that bad day and you want to put things in perspective, you don't even have to go to a soup kitchen. You don't even have to see. You know these things exist. Like, man, it's... Uh, and, I, and it's so easy to forget sometimes. And I slap myself on the wrist on many of occasions. When maybe I have an appointment that's booked and the person doesn't show and I'm like, "Oh, like you know, fuck my life and there's yeah. some person that's dying of exposure, or I have a friend that lost a parent to cancer or whatever it might be, is that we are surrounded by miracle, by miracles. Every nanosecond, it's incredible and it would be impossible to live, being grateful in every moment because there's so many miracles that are happening all these breaths that we have taken all these blinks my heart beats the billions of cells that are inside my body and on the outside doing exactly everything that they're supposed to be doing to keep me alive and the only way you can balance that scale is to give as much gratitude as you can because i do believe it's human nature to take things for granted but our goal in life is to do our best to find that equilibrium to get the scales as even as we possibly can, yeah. Because to live without that gratitude, to live just taking everything for granted is so empty. It's so empty,
0: <laughs> and that's where the depression comes from, right? Right, and that was that was another thing, too. Like I said, when I had everything, when I had the white picket fence, and the house, and the job, and the high ticket, and all that sort of stuff. It all, quote unquote, came too easy. And I was miserable because I took it all for granted. And it, it, it was a huge turnaround for me to just be like, you know, gratuity and, and to, to start being a better version of myself out of choice. And, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things is, is if you're going to shit on people, right, you have to live there. You have to live in the shit that you're throwing at people. If you're going to be gratuitous towards people, if you're going to constantly show gratitude, you have to live there. And if you're living in, in, in graciousness, then only good things can happen to you. And when the quote-unquote bad things do happen to you, you sidestep them. One or two of them will hit you, but you'll learn your lesson and you sidestep them. So, I mean, it's entirely up to you. Depression, right. anxiety is like the number one thing that we push and we, we clear of people's mm-hmm. minds. And once you're free of depression and anxiety, literally the world is your oyster.
1: Those are great points. And it's because you grow when things aren't quote unquote good. Very few people grow when things are going great. No one does. Right.
0: Going great is you, when things are going great in your life, you're reaping what you've, what you've sown. Yes. And then when, when things are going shitty in your life, when when you're, when you're on a proper pace to be positive constantly and to constantly be, be, be compounding in a good, in in the right direction. Um, Every single one of those steps that you take in the compounding in that mm-hmm. direction is through challenge. It's, it's through struggle. Being uncomfortable. I gotta, out, I gotta figure out how to do this. I gotta figure out how to do that, mm-hmm. right? But, but, but being excited for it, Alan Watts said, don't look at, at, at the unknown and be afraid of it. Look at the unknown and be excited for it. Mm-hmm. And when you make that shift, when you're excited for the unknown, the fear of the unknown goes away. And when you're excited for the unknown, you can really move forward. And then when you take your foot off the gas, you get to buy the BMW. Right. And you get to enjoy being in the BMW, but it's no longer for them because you want them to see you in the BMW. Yeah. It's because you worked your ass off and you became the person who earned
1: the BMW. I want a new BMW now.
0: There's <laughs> nobody care. Yeah. There's a huge BMW ad. We should get <laughs> BMW better sponsor us. A, a car guy. So who's this, got the BMW on the lots?
1: <laughs> car City, Canada, Jordan. Car City, Canada. Car City, Canada, buddy. If you, need, if you need a used car, this guy is the dude, one of the sponsors. You see him right up there, I think. Very
0: um, same BMW we're talking about. He has got on the lot. Just for you. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Your we we
1: manifested it right now. Perfect. That brings me to a wonderful example, going back to Alberta, where I physically lived that lesson. It was like one of the most amazing experiences that I had, and it was climbing this mountain. And I was not equipped to climb any mountains when I was in Alberta. <laughs> I'm in Banff. There's and
0: on. there's a band. gondola
1: that says like on the sign, if you don't make it up by this time, you might not be able to get down. And I really didn't have a lot of time to get this accomplished, but I made my way up the hill anyways, no bear mace making a whole bunch of mistakes, eating beef jerky, like out in the open. <laughs> it's like bringing as much attention to myself, to the bears as possible. And there was a point where I kind of got a little bit lost. And so, number one, I had to have some faith in what I was doing, confidence in what I was doing. And I remember that I got very comfortable when I saw a flat piece of land, right, where the terrain was flat because this was a two or three hour ascent. We're talking about 8,000 feet or something like that. I can't remember. It was incredibly massive. And I had to start looking forward to the terrain that was steep because if I didn't get the steep terrain, I wasn't going to summit this mountain. Mm -hmm. I had to want the incline because that was going to get me closer to my goal, even though it hurt, even though it made me uncomfortable to where I had to start looking at the flat terrain as something that did not serve me. I'd take a little bit of it to recover. But then I would get excited for seeing that incline because I knew it was going to get me to the top of the mountain. There you go. And I actually, somehow I got some signal when I was up there and I shared that with my social media. And man, did that change things because I was starting to really doubt myself Mm -hmm. and struggle. And another important lesson, I came across people that were They were hikers. They had all the hiking gear on. They looked the part. And they were struggling. And I could have let that get inside my head, like if they're struggling halfway up, maybe I should go down. Little did I know that I was better equipped. My mindset was better equipped. Physically, I was better equipped. And not letting other people, you're saying stay in my lane? not getting caught up in other people's lane and doing my own thing. And when I was on my way down in the gondola, a guy, he had asked me like, oh, cause I, I had asked him, where does this gondola go? Because I'm looking to get back to my car. And he goes, well, the gondola is going to take you right back to the car to where you took it up. And I said, well, I, <laughs> I climbed it. And he's like, "What?" cause he's looking at my, he's looking at my attire. Mm-hmm. and. What was a Google review because I read quite a few, it was supposed to be kind of like a, a moderate summit. It is considered to be the third most difficult summit in Banff. And I okay. did it in running shoes shorts with a bottle of water and some beef jerky.
0: That sounds like a great time. <laughs> the real rub, too, is when you understand that when you're talking about getting lost in your, in your, in your, you know, other people and what they're doing and what they're wearing and how they're going about it. When you, when, there's a real joy in understanding that you understand you manifested yourself. You've manifested your physical body. Your energy and your essence has manifested that mountain. They manifested your shoes, your outfit, and the people on the path. They manifested the gondola and the man in the gondola, all of it to give you the experience that you had that day. You created the experience that you're having, right? And that's one of the craziest things in the entire world. And that that follows through with your actions. That follows through with your words. That follows through with how you choose to perceive things. There's this There's this misconception that, Because we're alive, these things are happening as opposed to these things are happening because we're making them happen to give us the experience of these things happening. Mm -hmm. It's contrast. Contrast is one of the biggest things that this world takes for granted. If you, and we talked about this briefly too, and this is a little bit existential, so I'll keep it short, but if you're the only human on the planet, then you don't have the ability to be upset about how you look, how much hair you have, if you're overweight, if not, because you've got nothing else to compare it to. So... If everybody out there exists in, in a beautiful way to show you contrast, to show you strife, to show you things to overcome, Ryan Holiday, the obstacle is the way. We all want to get somewhere and we get upset when things get in our way, right? But the whole purpose of life is to face the obstacle. This is what you're doing. This is where you're going. This is what you're, this is how it is. I'll give a, a highway example as well, right? Nobody in their right mind sets a destination for a gas station, Right? But gas stations are absolutely mandatory on the journey, on the highway, on the destination that you're heading. You need to stop. It's an obstacle, right? But you need to go there. But remember, when you get the gas, you got to keep going, right? So again, the experience, the obstacles, every single thing that we're doing, every single thing that we're perceiving it all exists because we're perceiving it. There's only one constant in this entire world, only one constant in this entire experience. And it's that you exist. Mm -hmm. Everything else is fluid. So do what you want with that, but that's the truth as well.
1: That was solid shit. (laughs) I love it, dude. That was just the perfect amount of crazy. (laughs) And it's the absolute truth. And what a great analogy. And it's no wonder you're so good at what you do, why you're able to help as many people as you do, and why you have as many listeners as you do when it comes to your podcast. I'm telling you, i want to make this abundantly clear adam is one of the the greatest thinkers that i have in my network and i i appreciate your thought process greatly and he has dumbed it down <laughs> on a number of levels for where he usually is on the on the free speaking or or free thinking spectrum um that I, I I implore you to explore him more. But you gotta be ready. Yeah. You know, if, if you're ready to take a look inside, right? If you're ready for change, if you're ready for brand new perspectives and removing the judgment which we spoke on, mm-hmm. you're really going to enjoy the things that he speaks on. It is likely going to make you uncomfortable. And remember what we said about discomfort. This is where you grow. It doesn't mean that you have to be on board with everything that he says or everything he thinks, but being open to the conversation. And I'm so grateful, Adam, for you being here, having this conversation with me. If people want to find out more about you, and if you just want to give them a little bit more of an idea of exactly what you speak on and how you speak about it, here you go.
0: Yeah, if you guys are interested, and again, a lot of it will cause discomfort, you know, for people that are sort of breaking out of, of their thing. But if you're, if you're an individual who is, you know, has done everything, you've achieved all that you're supposed to do for the most part, and, and you're miserable, you know, that's a, our main avatar. We can really help with that because we show you how you can utilize your achievements for other things. And if you're somebody who's on the up and up or somebody who's like massively depressed or filled with anxiety and, and, and knows in their heart of hearts that there is something more to this experience, we can help you as well. Uh, if there's anybody out there that hated everything I had to say today, well, we like you too, you know, um, if you're looking for us, you can find us at the mental uh, All of our stuff shoots off of that. We're not promoting or selling anything right now. Um, you can find us on Instagram.com forward slash the Alliance. I'm sure the links will be in the, in the liner notes of this, this episode. Uh, but we're everywhere. If you can just, you can just punch the mental mastery Alliance into Google and you'll, you'll find a feed that you want to find and follow. Um, we want to have you, we, you know, if we can help you come on over. If we can't help you, uh, at least we can give you a laugh. Cause there's a lot of great side topics and all, we talk about absolutely everything over there.
1: Yeah. Well, we had one heck of a chat. I'll have to put that link in the bio as well for this one. Perfect. We had a good chat about what it was everything. Trump. We talked about Trump and Biden, the election.
0: Oh yeah. When you were on my show. Now here's the yeah. thing too, ladies and gentlemen, if you're only listening to J man on this podcast, you may be surprised at what you hear coming to his mouth on my show <laughs>
1: all right brother thank you very much and listen if you enjoyed the content give it a like get a subscribe and then go find adam and subscribe there as well and then look forward to our future episode uh, you can also buy some merch head to the website the launchpadpodcast.com and thanks to my sponsor that you probably saw on the bottom of this mug gallantmedia.ca. you take care be well
0: and love simply because you can